This is an analysis of Dulce et Decorum Est by Wilfred Owen, written in 1917. This is another example of a poem that Wilfred Owen wrote in Craig Lockhart Hospital, Edinburgh, after he was sent there to recover from shell shock. This, the poem opens with a description of the state of the soldiers as they are going back from the front line to a, pe- to a place of rest and also describes the environment in which they are walking. It opens with a series of alliterations and similes, bent double, like old beggars under sacks, knock-kneed, coughing like hags, we cursed through sludge. The soldiers are young and presumably late teens, early 20s, but they are unable to hold themselves upright. They are bent double. The first simile, like old beggars under sacks, the use of the adjective old there is in contrast to their actual age, suggesting that they have age prematurely as a result of their experiences on the battlefield. Knock need that alliteration of the K sound there, suggesting that they can't move easily. Their knees or their legs are banging against each other. Their bones are banging, suggests the discomfort. Coughing like hags, the second simile shows how unhealthy they are. They can't, um, they don't look healthy. They don't sound healthy. So a hag is an old woman who is ugly so again there's that comparison of the age they they are young but they look old before their time they would have had to walk through craters of mud which would have been knee deep at least so as they do so they curse till on the haunting flares we turned our backs and towards our distant rest began to trudge so it's a very slow process their rest is still far away every movement is painful and slow so much so that men marched asleep the alliteration there and um the metaphorical or perhaps even literal fact that they are asleep because they're so tired and drained and exhausted And then there's a pause in the middle of the line there to suggest the pause between um, sleeping and waking up. Many had lost their boots, but limped on, bloodshod. All went lame, all blind. In this last line here, we've got again the difficulty of them walking, but also the suggestion that they are compared to animals. Shod is what we usually refer, refer to for horses, the horse's shoes. And lame, again, is another word that we use for horses when they can't, when they've had an injury to their leg, they can't walk properly. So there is um, a impairment of senses as well. So they cannot move properly and they can't see all blind. And then it continues drunk with fatigue, deaf even to the hoots. So the the senses of sight and hearing are starting to shut down, perhaps as an experience of the um, onslaught of the battlefield. It's the only way they can really deal with it is to try and shut down their sensory um, perception. The metaphor drunk with fatigue, again, that it's overwhelming and they are so tired they cannot move properly. They're out of control. The last line here gives a hint at what is to come. So of tired, outstripped five nines that dropped behind. The five nines are 5.9 inch. Um, the diameter is 5.9 inch of the gas shells. So they would have dispersed chlorine gas. 
and they've just dropped behind the soldiers. The next stanza injects um, a quick increase of pace through the dialogue. Gas, gas, quick boys. So the first gas we have is in um, lowercase and then the next one is capitalised to show how the increasing urgency of the person that gave that order it shows a sense of panic and the exclamation marks there as well. And monosyllables, that means every word has just one syllable. There isn't any time to lose. An ecstasy of fumbling, fitting the clumsy helmets just in time. So here we start to get um, these verbs which end in ing. So we've got many, many actions in this stanza and also in the next two line stanza suggesting that they have to act quick. These are men that have just been almost falling asleep and walking so slowly. And now the fact that they um, are caught in a gas attack, the, the quickness, the speed of their actions is what will determine whether or not they're going to live or die. So the gas masks that they had to wear were big and clumsy and difficult to fit properly. So they managed to do that just in time, all except one. So with that but in the next line, we've got the start of the description of a man who is affected by the gas. But someone still was yelling out and stumbling and floundering like a man in fire or lime. So this poor soldier has not managed to get his gas mask on in time and starts to yell, starts to stumble and floundering. So not in control of his movements, like a man in fire or lime. So if you are on fire, you have this sense of burning that's excruciating and lime was a disinfectant that was used to pour over dead bodies to help them decompose so it, not only have we got a sense of the acid here of the gas attack and that sense of burning but also a hint of the death to come dim through the misty panes and thick green light as under a green sea i saw him drowning so here we've got the um for the first time the witnessing of the speaker of the poem, the soldier in the poem describing this, um, that in, right in front of him is somebody suffering and he's powerless to help him. So the thick green light is what they could see through their gas masks of the atmosphere around them, choking up with this poisonous gas. And the simile there, as under a green sea, I saw him drowning. So it's um, a metaphor. He's not actually drowning, but it feels as if he is drowning because he cannot breathe. He's struggling to get oxygen into his body as his lungs decompose. The next um, stanza is just two lines and it increases the ing verbs. In all my dreams, before my helpless sight, he plunges at me, guttering, choking, drowning. The fact that the verb plunges is in the present tense there suggests that he's reliving that memory over and over again. Um, as he's suffering from PTSD, he cannot get that memory of that man out of his mind. He feels guilty that he couldn't help him. The last three verbs there, guttering, choking and drowning. So guttering is what a candle um, does when it's about to go out, consuming its last bit of fuel. It kind of flickers and then it goes out much like the soldier who's desperately trying to get oxygen into him and then he dies, choking because he can't breathe and drowning because it feels like he's underwater. The fact that he's written, Owen has written in that present tense there, allows the reader to live alongside the poet this horrible experience of war that nobody should ever see. The last stanza um, 
is it does two things it describes what happens next to the soldier as he dies and also it it addresses the reader with an angry tone communicating the, the message of the poem if in some smothering dreams you too could pace behind the wagon that we flung him in so he's now requiring you to imagine um seeing what happens to this soldier so the the dreams um are smothering smothering is something that happens to you when you can't breathe properly when you're depriving person of air so if you could have these same dreams it would feel as if you couldn't breathe as well so you're reliving that experience if you two could pace behind the wagon that we flung him in so as the soldier walks behind the wagon that they fling the dead body in um this use of the verb flung is shows that the soldier has no more life left in him and that he's treated just as an object as a body there's no ceremony there's no funeral it's disrespectful he's just sacrificed his life for his country and then he's flung into the back of the uh, of a wagon and watch the white eyes writhing in his face so his eyes are rolling around in his face his hanging face like a devil's sick of sin. So this line here has a very, very vivid image of pain. His face is hanging, so it suggests it's lifeless. There's no energy in it. There's no force to um, hold the muscles. Like a devil's sick of sin. So this is a face that looks like evil. And the use of that alliteration, that sibilance, the S sound, sick of sin, shows how angry... Um, and sinister the tone of Wilfred Owen is to the reader. If you could hear at every jolt the blood come gargling forth, come gargling from the froth-corrupted lungs. So not only the sight of this man's face, but also the sounds of his suffering are equally important. As the wagon moves along, bumps in the road and it jolts, it makes a little bit more froth of that poisonous froth come out of his mouth and it's a horrible noise to witness obscene as cancer bitter as the cud of vile incurable sores on innocent tongues so there's in in that line there there are two comparisons obscene as cancer so unpleasant and um terrible and horrific as cancer and bitter as the cud so a cud is what um cows regurgitate it's undigested food which is very acidic that they then consume again to help them digest their food this um paralleling this comparison of the soldiers to animals again represents how they are being dehumanized by the process of war and it can be linked to the use of the word cattle in anthem for doomed youth as the men die as cattle on the battlefield my friend the poem ends you would not tell with such high zest to children ardent for some desperate glory the old lie dulce et decorum est pro patria mori so in the final four lines of the poem wilfred owen is directly addressing the reader as my friend but this is bitter it's ironic um he's perhaps talking to an individual person or to a group of people it could, he could be addressing the poet Jesse Pope, who wrote the um, propaganda war poem Who's for the Game and others published in the um, newspapers to try and get soldiers to go and enlist in the army, encouraging the men to go and fight. 
Or it could just be people in general encouraging people by using propaganda. My friend, you would not tell if you had seen and heard this terrible um, circumstance, this man dying, as I have seen. You would never tell with such enthusiasm children desperate for some excitement to come into their lives um, the old lie. So this quotation here in the Latin is from the poet Horace, a Roman poet born in 65 BC who wrote um, many patriotic poems to encourage men to go and fight in battle. But this is outdated now for modern warfare. For the start of the second of the First World War, war became very different. No longer did you fight your enemy um, face to face and were dependent on your skill as a swordsman or an, um, an archer or something like that. But the, an the enemy in this poem is invisible. It's the gas shell. So you cannot apply that um, sort of idea to this type of modern warfare. So in um, summary then, Dolce et Decorum Est, in this poem, Wilfred Owen shows us the horrors of war and shows how angry he is with those people who are still promoting the glories and honour of war to these young soldiers to try and get them to join up and go and fight in the army. He wants to tell the reader the truth of what war is like so that they will never think it's a good place to go to.